0: (laughs) News time, David. Oh, boy. Are we ready to get into this?
1: (laughs) Here we go. This is going to be a mess. Let's do it.
0: What do we even talk about? Uh, What do we even call this? How do we
1: even start? Hey, guys, it's the fourth week of January. David, what time is it? Ryan. It's the Friday Weekly Roll-Up, where we roll up the entire week in crypto, which is always an ambitious endeavor, especially this week. Um, Some some drama has gone on this week, so we're going to cover all of that and more because it's the Friday Bankless Weekly Roll-Up.
0: I don't know where to start with this roll-up, David, but I I think it's got to be somewhere with bear market, okay? Mm Because we've been feeling some bear market vibes. After we hit the stop record button Mm -hmm. after the last podcast, something happened in the market. We're going to discuss it. Mm -hmm. It was not good. It was down only,
1: it It felt like. It was the biggest oof we've seen thus far.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, stacked oofs. Uh, Massive raises as well. That's still happening, so we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that. Um, Arc Investments. Kathy mm-hmm. Woods' firm has been on the podcast. She just put out some insane price targets for Bitcoin and ETH. I guess they are not bullish. We'll talk about that report. Pretty they are awesome. not bearish.
1: They are very bullish.
0: Yes, excuse me. They are not bearish. They are very bullish. Hayden Adams got canceled by his bank. Mm-hmm. Is Hayden Adams going bankless? We'll talk for, about that too.
1: Banklessness.
0: <laughs> and what about this? This last one. This is some of the drama you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, a lot of different names here. Blast from the past. Quadriga was a Canadian exchange. Apparently, the co-founder of the Shady Exchange popped up mm-hmm. uh, on the radar. He's a multi-sig manager for some pretty
1: large DeFi projects. Yeah. Who knew? We got to discuss that as yeah. well. Uh, an ex-convicted felon for identity theft is now the, discovered as the Anon multi-sig signer for the Wonderland project uh and a lot of drama is currently unfolding as ryan and i were prepping this agenda so we're going to do our best to unpack all of that story uh it's some some drama drama this is
0: crypto right it's like bear bull markets um you know changing the world all this amazing thing people making money and then we've got like just entertainment so <laughs> just straight shenanigans. some people are here for the money some people are here for the tech some people are here for the political change some people are just here for like the popcorn and entertainment man yeah. because mm-hmm. that happens on a weekly basis as well and i feel like it's one of those weeks
1: too yeah so definitely grab your coffee because we have a lot to go through and if it's for some reason in the evening time for you also grab the popcorn because it's going to be one of those <laughs> <laughs> coffee and popcorn bowl all right we got to start
0: here, David, because, you know, the last couple of roll ups, we've been talking about uh, tax optimization stuff. And I caught this from Odell Beckham Jr. You know Kay? who that is, Ryan? He's one of my favorite athletes. Uh, <laughs> as you know, He's, David, he plays, as he played know, well. this, he plays sports. OK, he plays sports. Well, um, he started getting his sports paycheck in bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I think this happened last year, maybe the year before. Anyway, here is a here is a tweet from an article. On November 12th, Odell Beckham Jr. signed a deal with the Rams worth 750k. Nice. nice. He announced he would take that in bitcoin. Ooh, also at, nice. At that time, bitcoin was worth $64,000. Today it's worth $35,000. Today that deal is worth $412,000.
1: That's so where things get interesting. So, so he lost 50% because Bitcoin went down. But, you know, hold, holders are holders, Bitcoiners You're are Bitcoiners.
0: S- still okay. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. But here's yep. the problem, okay? It's mm. taxes come in, David. Odell will be taxed on the 750K. And the federal and, and California state tax is about 50%. So that means, net, Odell has only made 35,000K or 35 k excuse me, from the Rams
1: contract this year. So he, when- he signed a deal for three quarters of a million dollars, and his net on that is going to be $35,000 because, Ryan, you know what he didn't do? He did not <laughs> optimize his taxes.
0: He did not optimize his taxes, David. That's why we talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I'm just going to fit this in because uh, crypto IRA is something that I think people need to have. and. This wouldn't have worked for Adele Jr.'s case, but this could work if you are a retail investor because it is a tax-free account, tax-deferred until you retire. So any trades in and out, any income you receive to this account, any staking, anything like that is tax-free. You don't have to pay it. Uh, And I've set this up a couple of years ago. It was a lot harder back then, but crypto IRA, Alto IRA has created an easy button for this. So I encourage everyone listening as sort of a tax optimizer reminder, don't be like Odell Beckham, okay? (laughs) Figure out your taxes. This is one step you can take. It's one small step you can take. Open up a crypto IRA, start depositing, roll over a previous 401k, start depositing, turn that into crypto, and you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to pay taxes. Uh, You can find out more at altoira.com slash bankless and check that out.
1: There you go. Tax you lesson go. for the day. Yeah. Don't don't 20. lose ninety five percent of your paycheck to uh to depreciating crypto and taxes. That's
0: such a bummer, man. Sorry, Odell. Some Sorry that happened. Sorry, guy. Uh let's talk about markets though, David. This is the sad music, bear territory. We are down, down, down. What's Bitcoin showing yeah. us?
1: Bitcoin started the week at $43,000 and has gone down 12%, uh, hit a low of $33,500, so almost down a whole $10,000, and is currently at the price of $36,200. Uh, oof. Oof.
0: It gets worse.
1: It gets it's worse. Ether. It gets worse. <laughs> ether. It's the start of the week at $3,250. Hit a low of $2,220. Uh, so down a full $1,000 on the week. Uh, we are currently clocking in at $2,450. Down a massive 20% on the week. Rut row,
0: rut row. <laughs> We'll take a look at that from all time highs in just a minute here, too. So uh, bad going down, people feeling bearish. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people have started capitulating and saying that this is a bear market. Maybe Mm -hmm. we should define that in a little bit. But before we do, let's talk about a few more numbers here. ETH Bitcoin ratio is going down as well. What Mm -hmm. happened this week?
1: Yeah, when markets go down, the ETH BTC ratio goes down. We started the week at 0.075. We are currently at 0.067. So down a pretty significant chunk on the seven day.
0: Bear market indicator as well. And the bed index, that's uh, gotta be a story of down as well.
1: Yeah. Start of the week at $123, currently clocking in at $98. Oh wow, it's up from when I report uh wrote down these notes, but still down uh 13.6% on the week.
0: Not as down bad as ETH is, but uh yeah. still down on the week. So oh, uh let's talk about this. I, I put out this like you know Twitter survey. Are we in a bear market now? Sixty percent of those answered said yes.
1: said no. What do you think, David? Are we in a bear market? I don't actually think people are allowed to, according to markets, right? Markets determine whether we're in bear markets, not not Twitter polls, but sometimes it doesn't really matter. Just sentiment is like, when people are feeling bearish, bearishness kind of begets bearishness, right? So like, now that we've been talking about being bearish on this podcast for like the last five minutes, everyone else is probably feeling really down and bearish, right? Like these are how like market psychologies kind of work. Uh, so bear market is it's a vibe, it's a feeling. Um, do you feel like we're in a bear market? I actually don't. <laughs> you don't feel like we're in a bear market. <laughs> we're up on the year. We're up on 365 days by a lot, by like two X.
0: Okay, not not up since January, not but up on the January. year. Yes, yes. Uh, we're definitely. It depends on your your your, your, your holding horizon, it. doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, do you do you remember back in the days of eighty dollar ETH?
1: It yes. uh, oh.
0: wasn't that long ago, still less than two years ago, that that
1: was going on. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? $80 so in March 2020. March 2020,
0: yeah. do you remember? Right. Less right. than two years. Also
1: March 2019, also March 2018, <laughs> $80 Look, like three times. <laughs>
0: But so I think like, you know, we've said before, under 3K ETH, we're not feeling great in general. So this Mm -hmm. is, you know, not feeling great. The question is, how long does this last and how low do we go, right? Right. That to me is kind of the definition of a bear. It's like sentiment on Twitter just changes on a dime. Mm -hmm. But the question is, is this another crypto winter or are we going to come out of this? Uh, Arthur Hayes, uh, founder and CEO of BitMEX, actually wrote a great post and, uh, you know, he's a trader, but like has, I think, some insight into this sort of thing that, that we can glean. You could read the entire post. It's a link in the show notes. But he, he talks about resistant level resistance levels of 28,500 uh, Bitcoin price for ETH and 1,700, uh, sorry, 28,500 for Bitcoin and 1,700 for ETH. And he says, I don't believe in the bottom. Until these levels are retested. If the levels hold, amazing. This prong has been met. If it doesn't, then I believe a mega liquidation candle will happen in the 20K to uh, 28K range for Bitcoin and the 1300 to 1700 range for Ether. Uh, And then he goes on to say if we breach the previous all time highs, uh, which were 20K for Bitcoin and 1400 for Ether, respectively, he doesn't even want to think about it. So that's like a worst case scenario, then it's like down, down, down. But he feels like we're going to test resistance at mm. these levels 1700 for ETH, 2800 for Bitcoin before all is said and done. What's your take on this?
1: Oh, I also don't want to think about it. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: what do you think? Do you think this happens? How long, how long is this going to last?
1: There's, there's a a sentiment that I've had where like bear markets are when like you, you see the market coming to a decision point and it just always goes down. And we've kind of seen that happen like three times over the last like three, four weeks. It's like, Oh, and it goes down and it goes down. Um, but like we're also just following macro. Like the difference between this bear market, bear market, this downtrend versus uh, the last one, is like the last one, ether went from like six dollars up to one thousand four hundred dollars on this fake ICO phenomenon. Meanwhile, what's happening right now is that the Federal Reserve, which is completely an exogenous to crypto, is raising interest rates and doing quantitative tightening. Uh, and so like it's less not not to say that crypto prices didn't get out over their ski tips. Uh, they were pretty high, $4,800 Ether, pretty high, like $69,000 Bitcoin, nice, pr- also pretty high. Um, but, like, th- it's not, like, it's much more, it, that kind of felt much more real. Crypto feels much more real this time, and now this, this uh, market pullback is simply just because the Federal Reserve is making the price of money higher. Uh, and so it's really a function of we are tied to macro, uh, and as soon as the S&P stops going down, crypto will stop going down, probably, knock on wood. Different flavor different, different flavor. different flavor than, of, uh, of why tw- down.
0: 2018. Yeah, I, I'm going to take on that later. We'll, we'll say that to the end. But uh, a few other things to do. Like, the carnage this week. The mm. top 10 coins down by percentage from all-time high. I always think these numbers are interesting. Doge is down 83% from its all-time high. Nice. These are sorted in order. SHIB token, another DOG token, down 77%. Uh, Cardano down uh, 67%. Solana 65%. AVAX, that's Avalanche, 61%. ETH in the middle of the pack, 52% down from all-time high. Bitcoin 50%. Binance, 49%, Matic, 47%, Luna, 41%. So it's quite a spread. Yet, um, you know, the coins you would expect, like Ether and Bitcoin, they're kind of in the in the middle of the pack. You'd expect mm-hmm. them to be least down from all time high. And actually Matic and Luna and Binance are the least down from all time high. So I think that's interesting to track as we get into the bear market. Only
1: 50% down, you know? <laughs> Only 50%. <laughs> oh, there's a silver lining, David. 50%. Uh, we've seen that before. We, in previous uh, dips, the typical average crypto dip is somewhere between 20 and 40%. And th- this yes. dip is significantly higher than that. But also, like, we've seen 50% pullbacks before. For Bitcoin, David, For it's Bitcoin, happened four yeah. it's, times it's, in the last four years. Yeah. So, just like, like,
0: it's an annual tradition.
1: <laughs> like, we all know crypto's volatile. Like, this, uh, there's, I think there's plenty of, like, rationale to say that, like, this is just the one big pullback. Um, granted like bankless is known for being perpetually bullish and so maybe like i have infinite amounts of conviction for for crypto and sometimes that blinds me to short-term price movements and uh lack of willingness to accept just hold
0: through them though yeah. who cares like there there is the there is actually a silver lining and i think we were talking about this a little bit which is like uh 50 pull back you get to see who the tourists are mm-hmm. and who the settlers are right and the tourists start to get scared. They start to leave. Oh, yeah. Okay, the settlers that know why they bought with conviction, they're the ones who stay and it gets a lot less noisy. Yes. I think you've got some lessons we for us to at the end. We'll, we'll share yeah. in the take mm-hmm. section. Uh, but let's look at our friends in the
1: equities world. Stonks. Stonks. What are we doing here, man? Uh, it's Nasdaq, pretty volatile. NASDAQ investor sentiment is worse now than it was in March of 2020 during the big liquidation candle back then. Uh, and historically, when everyone is like, oh, it's a bear market, it turns around. Uh, and so you can see that red line down the bottom corner. Uh, the just, The market sentiment is so in the gutter. Uh, and typically, like look, look at look at how low it was the last time it was this low. It was literally the bottom of uh, the the March uh, dip that where there was a COVID crash. The COVID, and then, and then it was up only from then on out. Um, right. So you know, it's kind of weird that
0: all of this uh, much ado, given you know because of Jerome Powell, because mm-hmm. of a Fed intervention, you mm-hmm. know, raising rates uh, mm-hmm. and just even whispering the raise of rates. This is a stat on the S and P. It had a really bouncy day. I think this was January 24th. So a few days ago, what happened that day?
1: Yeah, so we had the the this is the day where uh, Bitcoin and, and Ether bottomed and then also researched just a little bit. And the tweet this tweet says the S and P five hundred has recovered from an intraday loss of more than four percent only three times. Um, January and so in October of 20, of two thousand eight, and again in, in October uh, of two thousand eight again. I guess the housing crisis. Um, the uh, the S and P went down negative uh, four point five percent and 42 percent respectively, and then. Also, respectively, closed up 4.2 percent. So an intraday move of 8 percent, and then 1.2 percent the next time. Uh, and so uh, the uh, in January 24th, uh, like three days ago, the S&P 500 went down more than 4 percent, and then recovered positively. We had a green, it was a green day, day, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so and, and and yeah, only like crazy, crazy volatile moves. Markets don't
0: know what to do at this point. Uh, even stocks, up and down, don't mm. know where they're going. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that continues in the future. But let's talk about some happier news, which is uh, DeFi metrics still knocking it out of the park. Unistop mm. just crossed a milestone. They ha- they now have greater ETH and stablecoin volume than Coinbase and Binance. Love it. Okay, so it's happening. Decentralized exchanges are taking on the centralized exchanges. I think that's great news mm-hmm. from a big picture perspective. Some other things going on. Phantom is becoming the third largest DeFi protocol by value locked. I consider that sort of a, I mean, it's its own layer one. It's sort of a side chain, very small um, set pool of uh, validators, uh, but they are onboarding more people to crypto as well. And uh, some projects surged 52% last week uh you know to to bring the total value lock to all-time highs on phantom any thoughts on that david um no thoughts congrats to phantom overtaking binance smart chain oh. no easy task uh coinbase is listing solana ecosystem tokens as well and i think this is part of their attempt to just list everything mm-hmm. just be like credibly neutral and uh be listing maximalists and and not maximalist to any particular chain. Any mm. thoughts on that, David?
1: Yeah, the, the hard part about this is that um, Solana tokens aren't ERC-20 tokens. It's its own standard, and and it's easy for Coinbase to just add another ERC-20 token because they already have all the implementations. It's just like add a new contract address. Um, Which is similar the, to anything on the EVM, like Avalanche, yes. for example, yes. ERC-20. Um, Solana tokens are a different different beast because of how they just are a completely different standard than the EVM. Uh, so that's why uh, uh, Solana tokens haven't really been able to get on the Coinbase exchange up until now. And Coinbase is now signaling that, hey, we're working on getting the Solana tokens on a Coinbase. So really important step for growth for the Solana ecosystem.
0: ARK Invest has uh, taken a hit uh, from from a stock price, but they put out this fantastic report and it was their big insights report, I believe, for you know 2022, what's going to happen in the future. They are, of course, we talked to Kathy Wood a few months ago, just... Um, bullish exponential growth curves, bullish technology in general. And the largest section of their report was actually on crypto. What were a few highlights from that, David, that we should talk about?
1: Uh, The price targets, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the whole, they have a fantastic report that covers so many different things. But of course, since we're in the market section, we want to talk about the price targets of what they predicted Bitcoin and Ether to to do. So they say they won, won Bitcoin could exceed $1 million by 2030. That is eight years. So according to ARK, what's Bitcoin at right now? $33,000? $33, that $33,000 could turn into $1 million by the end of 2030. If you hold. Oh, if you that's, hold. That's, that's the Hopian bankless listeners sign up for. Yeah.
0: When they to our yeah. show.
1: ARK is also saying that Ethereum's market cap could exceed $20 trillion in the next 10 years. Uh, and so for those that want to do that math, that's $180,000. Uh, Ether, $180,000 per Ether, and that these two predictions put Bitcoin and Ether roughly at comparable market caps. Uh, she, uh, Kathy Wood and ARK says that uh, Bitcoin will have a $21 million uh, trillion dollar market cap by 2030, and then they also say that Ethereum will have a $20 trillion market cap in the next 10 years, so just two years longer than that, so comparable market prices. Are they more bullish than us, David? What happened here? Is that the couldn't real flipping Couldn't be, couldn't be. <laughs> 20 trillion is a big number.
0: My price target for Ether is
1: infinity, Ryan. <laughs> <If>. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right, guys, we will be back with the releases of the week, the hot news items, everything else you come to expect from a roll up. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible.
1: Polygon is Ethereum's largest and most vibrant scaling solution to date. With millions of monthly users and all of the biggest DeFi apps, the Polygon ecosystem has turned into a blossoming metropolis of DeFi activity. Transactions on Polygon are quick and cheap, allowing users the freedom to achieve their DeFi goals, all while being economically anchored to Ethereum. But Polygon isn't just the proof of stake sidechain the Polygon team is building a suite of scaling solutions, including Polygon Hermes, Maiden, Nightfall, and Xero, all with different design choices in order to be optimized for all possible crypto use cases. If you're a developer who wants to build on the Polygon ecosystem, go to the link in the show notes to check out their fantastic documentation. And if you're a user who just wants to experience fast and cheap DeFi, you can bridge over your ETH or other tokens and start playing around with any of the thousands of applications that are available on Polygon. The layer two era is upon us. Ethereum's Layer 2 ecosystem is growing every day, and we need L2 bridges to be fast and efficient in order to live a Layer 2 life. ACROSS is the fastest and cheapest and most secure cross-chain bridge. With ACROSS, you don't have to worry about the long wait times or high fees to get your assets back to the Layer 1. Assets are bridged and available for use almost instantaneously. Across's bridges are powered by UMA's optimistic Oracle to securely transfer tokens from layer two back to Ethereum. Across is critical ecosystem infrastructure and ownership is being handed over to the community. You can be a part of this story of Across by joining the Discord and becoming a co-founder and helping to design the fair fair launch of Across. If you want to bridge your assets quickly and securely, Go to across.to to bridge your assets between ETH, Optimism, Arbitrum, or Boba Networks. Living a bankless life requires taking control of your own private keys, not your keys, not your crypto. That's why so many in the bankless nation already have their Ledger hardware wallet. But the Ledger ecosystem is much more than just a secure hardware wallet. Ledger is the combination of the Ledger hardware wallet, the Ledger Live app, and soon the CL Crypto Life card powered by Ledger. The CL card powered by Ledger is a crypto debit card with powerful features like an instant exchange to fiat, where crypto assets are only sold at the moment that you swipe your card, and also credit from crypto collateral where you can collateralize your crypto assets in order to get a higher credit limit. You'll be able to manage your CL card powered by Ledger inside the Ledger Live app, right next to all the DeFi apps and services that you're already used to using, making the Ledger Live app your one-stop shop for all of your financial needs. Go to ledger.com, grab a Ledger, and download Ledger Live to get all of your DeFi applications all in one place.
0: All right, guys, we are back with releases of the week. David, we have to start here with this release. In the midst of the bear market, when prices were, were... we're getting slammed. If this is
1: the bear market, Ryan, we're not in the midst of the bear market. <laughs> I guess <laughs> the not. The <midst> comes ahead. At <laughs> the beginning of it. Uh, Twitter just released a PFP profile
0: feature to link your NFT to your Twitter profile. Instead of the, the classic Twitter circle for profile, it would be displayed as a hexagon. So they released this fantastic commercial that we're looking at right here and the feature
1: simultaneously. Uh, how big of a deal is this? It's, it's just lovely to see Web2 platforms adopt Web3 stuff. Uh, this isn't, in, in my mind, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by by this, but I'm also just, it's not gonna just be a negative Nancy and just say, hey, Twitter, nice job for doing NFT verification. Um, there are some kinks that need to be worked around, in the sense that like I can just like take a uh, take a screenshot of a JPEG, mint that as an NFT, and then boom, I have a hexagon with my fake fake NFT, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a workaround. But like y- you know, then you can like talk about verification via OpenSea APIs stuff like that. It's a great fantastic first step. Uh people are loving it. People are having a fantastic time. Uh Not and- everyone though. There's been some pushback. Has um, there? like some Yeah, there's been a little
0: bit like uh, if I see a hexagon, you know, I just automatically unfollow. Have you No, have not you heard not from the, not from
1: the crypto people though. Not at all. No, well, them. <laughs> from the anti from
0: the from the like I, we hate NFT type community. Sorry for swearing. Uh there's been that sentiment. But like okay, so um did you do it? Have you actually tried it? Well,
1: no, because my my uh, profile picture is my CryptoPunk, but with some Photoshop stuff going on. So like I have ah. I have my cool cat hanging out on the hat of my CryptoPunk. Uh, yeah. And so like that's not an NFT. That's two of my NFTs. So I've decided to not not do that. So I did it. And there's
0: some other downsides too. You have to have Twitter Blue, which is like this premium service. I've oh, never yeah. looked into it until now. I just wanted that to try it. I wanted the Hexagon because it's a new crypto feature. So um, I do think that twitter can't always charge for nfts like i think this is going to be table stakes every social media platform will have to include this uh for free just to be competitive um the other thing i would say is the other reason i do think this is a big deal david and even this is just a very small step is because look twitter has 400 million monthly active users okay and like we talked about mimetic desire um you know like when i see someone with a hexagon profile uh, photo, like I want that, too. I want to do that, too. Oh. And so I do think that there's this again, this is another example of Web three using Web two to propagate itself. And that is also bullish. I'm also seeing like we saw Meta last week, Facebook, Instagram say they were going to add NFT features um, just this week. We'll get to it youtube adding nft features in the future so this is also going to have all the other social media platforms bandwagon on to this feature set and add nft and
1: crypto features so i think that is good too uh, but we'll okay, see so how th- that goes. This was a, this? A, a fun little Twitter Spaces where uh, this was a, the, something about the Lemons NFT project. Uh, I can't remember the full name of the Lemons, uh, but some there was a Twitter Spaces and two people showed up with the same NFT as their profile picture. Wait, where? Where is it? On the on the right side, yeah. Um, the lemon with a little sprout coming out the head. And <laughs> what is a circle? One's and a circle a and one's a hexagon, <laughs> so you know who's got the real one. <laughs> so There's oh, an imposter man, among this. us.
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, that's great. That's very mm-hmm. cool. And it is great that it that it uh, validates uh, directly mm-hmm. on-chain. Little um, Lemons NFT. Mm-hmm. Look, Reddit as well. Here's um, the table stakes another, you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, the table stakes I was talking about. So Reddit is apparently working on NFT profile pics as well. Everyone's going to do it. Um, very cool to see that happening. Uh, David, this was another cool feature rollout from the makers of Etherscan. Yeah, I saw you having fun with this. I was having a great time with this. This is called a Block Scan Chat. And uh, what's cool about this is you can basically just send a message from your ETH address to some other ETH address. Mm-hmm. So you're like davidhoffman.eth, right, David? Yep. So I sent you a message. Did you ever respond oh, to me?
1: Oh, that goes to my Argent wallet. I need to get my ENS email in my oh, okay. Argent wallet. Sorry. That's why. Yeah. Okay. So I just had fun because, like,
0: it's just, y- you you know, log in with an ETH address if you have MetaMask or something. And I have one that's called bank.eth is my ENS address. And uh, I just started like DMing some people I know. So I just like DMed <laughs> DC. I uh, DMed Anthony Sasano. I DM'd you somewhere in here. I think Vital, like, this is DC, a little back and forth. DC, uh, I didn't know it was him at first. Like I had to actually label his dot ETH and, uh, this is what he replies. He's like, Hey, I'm launching a new one ETH giveaway. Please send me your seed phrase to enter. So i was like, Oh my God. Did you send him your seed phrase? No, no. I was like, okay, it's my first spam. It's my first spam message Uh and I'm going to block this account. So I blocked him and and then like I tweeted out that I blocked it and he was like, Hey, why'd you block me? Um, so anyway, it was just fun going back and forth with people. Actually, uh, Vitalik. I sent one to Vitalic.eth. is ETH honey? I asked him, and he replied, "I think, I think
1: it's honey." Personally, that's pretty funny. That's pretty A funny. Classic Vitalik. Wait, go Anyways, back. To, go back to DC's uh, chat with him because uh, you say, uh, "Wait, what did you, you say?" Um, did we talk? I hope we didn't talk bad about you, David. I don't. I oh, don't no, I'm about to talk. I'm about to make fun of DC. Uh, <laughs> you, you say we're living in the future, DC, and DC goes, haha, strong 1992 feels. I was born in 1992." <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go
1: dc investor
0: oh man that's great yeah you know dc always talks about like uh when you did that layer zero with him he was Mm -hmm. talking about like the birth of the internet being very much like the birth Mm -hmm. of crypto and i was just thinking like does david actually understand this (laughs) how much of this is he picking up i had i had an aim i had an aim account (laughs) there you go you had an aim account this is aim this is Ethereum mm-hmm. Instant Messenger. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So super cool experiment that just rolled
1: out. You guys can try it. Um, this is another one, David. What's uh, this? SOS? SOSMarket.io, a new prediction market on the scene. So in addition to Polymarket, we now have SOSMarket, which has prediction markets for stuff. Uh, so check them out if you want to go bet on stuff.
0: A lot of ways to bet on stuff in crypto, that's for sure. Uh, I'm bullish on this. So Opera just launched a dedicated crypto browser. Okay, mm-hmm. Opera is a browser. Has like one, two, three percent of market share, so it's not widely used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are going all in on crypto features. So imagine if MetaMask was also a web browser. Right. How much more usable? How much more you know extensible would it be rather than an extension? Right. And uh, that's what Opera is doing here. Uh, Brave is doing some stuff, and I think you know Chrome and Firefox they're going to be late if they don't join on the bandwagon as well. So it's good to see Opera innovating here. Right now, this is in beta. I've used it. It's okay, it's kind of clunky. I can do some of my DeFi stuff, but not all of it, but I'm sure it'll get better in the future. Anything to add on that, David? More wallets is always better. Google should just buy MetaMask. Google should buy MetaMask? Yeah. I don't want that, David. Mm -mm.
1: They'll kill it. I don't (sighs) want them to buy MetaMask. Well, they gotta do something, and they have infinite money, so. (laughs) That's true. Now consensus does too. We'll be getting to that shortly.
0: Uh, But let's talk about this. Robinhood is doing something. What are they adding?
1: Robinhood deploys beta crypto wallets, allowing select customers to transfer off platform, which is a very needed feature so that you can about damn time yeah you can actually withdraw the crypto assets that you buy through Robinhood rather than just buying exposure you can actually buy crypto assets Um, imagine that this is them trying to catch up to like the rest of the crypto ecosystem um but a really important feature to you know unlock because they're they're printing money with their when they with dogecoin they just printed a bunch of money and so they know that there's money there uh so they need to just lean into more crypto stuff and so that's what they're doing here
0: yeah, that's great. I don't know, 30 million users, 40 million users, yeah. like a lot of retail users using Robinhood. So another good onboarding. Also, Zora V3. This mm-hmm. is an NFT marketplace. I feel like it's a bit more crypto native, David. Yes. And V3 is rolling out. So what is coming on Zora V3? Yeah,
1: Zora V3, I think is the most like bankless aligned uh, marketplace NFT marketplace that it exists. It's very much aligned with the protocol sync thesis. And if uh, the word, the phrase, protocol sync thesis doesn't land with you, go please go listen to the podcast and or read the article on Bankless about it. It's a fundamental Bankless thesis. Uh, and but what um, the protocol thing sees this is in a nutshell is it's a very, it's a very deep protocol. There are very zero trust assumptions. Uh, very little trust assumptions. Uh, things can be built on top of Zora. NFT marketplaces can be built on top of Zora v3, it's like a meta protocol. Uh, and so not only is Zora a marketplace in of itself, but it's there's the Zora marketplace and then there's the Zora protocol and the Zora marketplace is built by the Zora team and so is the Zora protocol. So they built their own marketplace on top of their own protocol, but many, many, many marketplaces can be built on top of the Zora protocol. So it's kind of like uh, Zero X and Matcha, right? Like Matcha is an application built by the Zero X team that uses the Zero X protocol, uh, but, Anybody can use a Xerox protocol. Uh, And so this is the same kind of uh, idea with going on with Zora, just trying to scale out trustless NFT marketplaces. Uh, So they've released their Zora V3 article. There'll be a link in the show notes if you want to learn more. Uh, And at some point we're going to be doing some content with Jacob from Zora uh, about this uh, because he's a deep thinker and this is a very like bankless ethos marketplace that we definitely need more of that in the world of NFTs.
0: Almost everything on chain with uh, this, this style of NFT minting. Actually, William Peaster from Metaversal wrote a fantastic intro to Zora V3, too. So you can go check that out at metaversal.banklesshq.com if you want more on that, too. Uh, let's talk about this. Dollar HQ, they're just launching full support for forming Dow LLCs in the U.S. from anywhere in the world. I just thought this was pretty cool, David, because, you know, Wyoming passed that legislation, uh, about being able to like link DAOs to mm. Wyoming LLC-type entities and get bank accounts. And now here is a, a third-party uh, Dala who is making that easy. So you can just kind of click and generate. Um, you, you have a DAO, and you can generate an LLC entity for that DAO and register it in Wyoming, get a tax ID, get bank accounts. This is another form of interoperability, another form of bridging. This is a bridge from... The, the new world of crypto to the legacy legal world of, of nation states. And it's cool to see that get developed.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: Um, let's talk about this. Pa- pack.xyz. Pack. Oh, what are we looking at?
1: Time. Yeah, so uh, we discovered this after doing our Curve episode uh, last night. That was last uh, live-streamed Wednesday night. Fantastic episode, by the way. Uh, and pack.xyz is a way to vote on the quality of certain uh, uh, Congress members, uh, certain representatives, uh, or potential representatives on how crypto aligned they are. So this is your, your are you a friend of crypto scorecard and it's public and everyone gets to vote as to whether they think somebody is crypto aligned or a crypto hater. Uh, and it's just basically calling out all the crypto haters out there uh, that are- Giving them I- a score. Giving them a score uh, from negative five to positive five. And so there's a, a number of uh, n- you know crypto haters out there. There's also an, uh, Mitch McConnell comes up top. Elizabeth Warren is a big uh, crypto hater. But uh, and- this changed from yesterday,
0: David. So yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Warren was on the top. Yeah, know, so somebody came in and really dumped hater. some
1: negative five votes on a lot of people. Yeah, Tom Cotton, John mm-hmm.
0: Kennedy, Susan Collins, all got negative
1: fives. Right, uh, right, and the community votes on these things, right? Community votes. Yeah, this is community generated. Um, uh, this is kind of like a uh, com- yeah community generated list. Uh, but we also have some some winners on there. So we have Erica Rose up top. We have Tom Emmer coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Pat Toomey, uh, uh, Ted Budd, Cynthia Lummis. Um, so. If you are trying to figure out where your congressman stands, or if you have an opinion about where your congressperson stands about crypto, you can check it out at PAC.xyz. Um Nice app, nice website. Also, that curve episode is awesome. Google curve episode is awesome. Mm-hmm. I learned With so that, much. Garrett. It, it, it yeah. felt like it felt like the finance MMORPG like things that I've predicted would come to crypto like years ago. Um, yeah, curve wars are dope. Totally. This is a Curve Wars episode of Bank.
0: Let's go check that out, too. Uh, get in, let's get into the raises, David. Raises. This is a story big of raises. raises. Big. All right, here's the theme, right? Just like a few months ago, many of these companies were, like, already massively valued, mm-hmm. and now they're just raising at an even higher valuation. Mm-hmm. I'll start with consensus. So they just raised more, it looks like. They're ra- they um, are raising. They have not raised. raising. raising. They are raising at a $7 billion valuation. Phew. And just not less than two months ago, they raised at a $3.5 billion valuations. These amazing. private
1: markets are just cranking. Uh, what's the next one, David? Yeah, we got Fireblocks clocking in at $8 billion after raising five five uh, hundred $550 million. They just raised. They just they raised. just
0: raised. During the summer. Do you I remember
1: th- this? I think the last time we talked about a Fireblocks raise, we were also saying how they had just raised. Uh, yes. Geez. So damn! If you think two point two billion dollars, I think Do- over the summertime when we talked to Fireblock CEO, amazing, amazing, uh, and doesn't end there. We also have Block Damon, which is a uh, public blockchains infrastructure service like staking as a service, node stuff. Uh, raised two hundred and seven million dollars at three and a quarter billion dollar valuation. Um, crazy it's it's like the oprah winfrey meme like you get to be a unicorn you get Mm -hmm. to be a unicorn just handing out these billion dollar valuations everywhere yeah meanwhile while our crypto assets are taking a tumble the valuations of some of these companies (laughs) are just through the roof uh and coming in uh last but not least ftx us scores an eight billion dollar valuation after raising 400 million dollars um so, this yeah. is just FTX's U.S. subsidy, okay? <sighs> FTX writ large right.
0: is like already in the 20s of billions, right. maybe mm-hmm. 30s of billions by now. But,
1: so, but I have a take about this, Ryan. Uh, What's your take, David? My uh, my take is some gargantuan raises happened last week, and every single one of these investments is going to underperform ETH and BTC over time. Every Ooh, single one. So cool if, take. if you, as the listener, are frustrated that you were not able to get into some of these rounds, just buy Bitcoin and Ether because they're going to be the winners. Do you, really th- do you think
0: that that's just like... That can't be true in 10 years when um, the price of Ether is $20 trillion, as uh, Kathy Wood and Mm -hmm. team predict, right? So, like, um, it's got to be the case that some of the value capture happens higher in the stack as the market matures, Mm. don't you think? And are you just saying that, like, ETH and Bitcoin still have a ways to go before that point? Or do you always think? that Ethan Bitcoin will outperform kind of app layer style
1: investments. I, I think if we are investing hundreds of millions in dollars into billion dollar valuations, uh, then at that point, like a lot of that upside has already happened. And so these are, these are like, these are people trying to take like risk off investments, which is weird because it's risk off investments onto an uh, industries that is living on top of these risk on assets. Um, so just, Take the risk, like it's hidden risk because like they're trying like, oh, we're going to take the, go the safe route and invest in equities rather than crypto assets. But the equities are based on the crypto assets. Just <laughs> buy the crypto assets.
0: Yeah, it, this has definitely been true historically. Uh, David, let's talk about mm-hmm. uh, another true thing historically. Mm-hmm. That's getting a job in crypto is awesome. Is, and it's is also, bullish. also
1: bullish. Also bullish for you. Yeah, it's bullish for you. Your bullish
0: for your career. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Go to the Bankless job boards and see what jobs we have. Maybe 2022 is the year you get a job in crypto. A few I will read out. Senior Go Rust engineer at Syndica, a smart contract tech lead at Star X, a senior full stack engineer at Syndica, a lead data analyst at MakerDAO, a data engineer at Paperchain, a senior technical writer for Go Ethereum, the Ethereum Ooh. Foundation. There's more too. Go check the Bankless job boards, Bankless.pallet.xyz to sign up, check those out, get them in your inbox as well. Uh, you know, this is an interesting tweet from from the BlockWorks folks. And it's a whole thread on all of these weird job titles and the corporations that are starting to hire for them.
1: Nike is hiring a metaverse director, Who? apparently. Who is? Nike, sorry. <laughs> I said Nike. <laughs> <laughs> a metaverse director for Nike, and that's not the only one. Pretty, uh, pretty, they have a whole metaverse uh, category. Uh, so principal innovation engineer, metaverse category, uh, senior 3D game designer, metaverse engineer in at Nike, like crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Metaverse engineer <laughs> and, at Nike. That is a, uh, well, I bet they have like, th- you need three years experience working in the metaverse or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> Probably. But seriously, Nike, come post on the board y- too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get
1: you a job. We'll get you a true crypto native, a true yeah, person right. who's actually been working in the metaverse. I mean, there are a few people, maybe three years. Have you been three years in the metaverse, sir? Oh, three my whole, years my whole life. I, ever since I got into Diablo in 2 Diablo, Diablo was in the metaverse. Yeah. yeah that's when you started. <laughs> All
0: right back in uh the early 90s when he you, you know started the they joined the internet with dc right mm-hmm. um all right <laughs> news time david oh boy are we ready we to go. get into
1: this here we this go it's a lot this is gonna be a mess let's do it
0: what do we even talk about uh, what do we even call this how so do we even start um, this is like um would you call this a DeFi scandal um, uh yes i think DeFi i would
1: hubbub but it's, uh, it's scandals layered, layered on top of scandals um okay, so we're we're, we're invoking an older scandal because we it, it's coming relevant again to talk about this defi scandal.
0: Okay, let's set the stage a little bit. Um we have to talk about um Danny Sestagali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Sesta on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Who is a DeFi builder? Very talented DeFi builder as well. Um, some people have compared him to like Andre Cronier. Hmm. He's like the Andre Cronier of you know 2022. Right. Andre, of course, you know built YFI. Tons of fantastic protocols in uh, in 2020. And um, like, I guess that's some background on him. He's, uh, he's, he's got the a guy
1: behind the uh, Magic Internet Money, Wonderland Time Spell, like all abracadabra, all this, abracadabra, yep. all, the, all this like uh, DeFi it, mafia. He's
0: got quite a following, too. Following. So like Big how following. would you describe like the tone and uh, tenor of how Danny it, operates on Twitter and kind of messaging that sort of thing?
1: Uh, very, very populist. His, his following is very aggressive, of which I personally discovered. Uh, accidentally. <laughs> You've been on the brunt end of that. I've been right? on the brunt end of this. As have I. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and uh, it's a it, very like
0: working for the people. Yes. Anti suits. Right. Uh, I work for you. Kind big, of
1: big frog mentality. army leader. Uh, he, I think, in his like Twitter bio, he's like uh, like CFO, CEO, something, something of the C, frog army. Something C of frog the frog nation? army. Yeah, of the frog nation. Uh, and, and so, like, very much like a four chan populist type.
0: And the, the projects are interesting, too, because he has a tendency to, like, you know, ship fast, yes. very, fast. very you know, fast, forking things, taking whatever. Got to Got, appease
1: the frogs, right? got right. to Appease the frogs. Right.
0: Right. So uh, abracadabra. And he's made a lot of people a lot of money, yes. I would say, yes. is some of the context like right. token price has gone up. Abracadabra dot money is a uh, maker fork, mm. actually, that um, takes some of the the guardrails off of maker i would yeah. say makes yeah. it a little bit more risky yes. a little bit more some people makes say co- interesting conservativism
1: out of maker dow yeah
0: yes and wonderland is a more recent project um time the time token is part of that it's kind of an olympus fork and that's on avalanche okay so that's yeah. danny that's who he is um we got a first revelation this week mm-hmm. and this is um you know twitter confirmed so it's somewhat unconfirmed but right. you know it seems like it could be the case. Right. What was this first revelation, David?
1: Yeah, so the, in the bear market, a lot of the quote unquote bear market, especially in the last week, uh, a lot of the his projects are based on collateral and collateralization. And when the value of collateral goes down, bad things happen. Uh, And so uh, there's been a thread from Jack Nealwald that, like, I I don't follow his projects too closely, and that's why I got the brunt of the Frog Army. Um, But, like, we'll we'll go ahead and read this thread. Uh, Time is the largest owned fork by market cap, Olympus DAO fork by market cap. Ryan, if you scroll down. um, uh, And it's been used as a playground by uh, Danielle, I think is is how uh, Danny uh, VCs, ambitions, and more creative ideas. It's pr- offered a uh, five-figure APYs to stakers, but now as a result of the price crash, crashes trading at its below its treasury value. Abra Kadabra Money, which is the Spell token, is a lending platform that let, lets users take out positions against crypto collateral and yield generating positions. This allows users to take out loans that pay themselves off. These loans charge interest and get liquidated and fees go to the Spell holders. Danny and other team members have also taken out loans against their um, wrapped memo, uh, one, of the, one of the tokens, using Spell, meaning they can cash out without actually selling. So using their tokens as collateral to borrow against. Uh, So they don't actually sell their tokens, but they can get the value out of them. But if if those positions get liquidated, they have all the money and it's basically for selling. Like they didn't press the sell button, but somebody did. Um, And so people talked about how this strategy would be uh, perhaps exposed or uh, liquidated if the value of these collaterals went down too much. So they borrow all the money that they can against it. And if it goes down, then everything gets liquidated and like that, you have a cascading liquidation. Um, So this strategy was talked about on Twitter, causing time to crash below the value of the assets in the treasury, possibly uh, triggering a liquidation event. Uh, Buybacks were supposed to be in place to keep the token price at the treasury value no matter what. But this didn't happen and the devs were silent, leading to accusations of a soft rug. Uh, Danny locked his Twitter account during the, all this drama, um, but fired back with an admission that time buybacks were not working as expected and a plan to fix time and Bostler's spell uh, came out simultaneously. Uh, and, and so that was kind of like the start of this whole thing. And what is this idea of a soft rug? That's an interesting term. What do you think that means? Th- yeah. That's just talking about how like, he's not, he's not like capitulating his own assets. He's just putting his assets into a collateralized position, borrowing as much money as possible on that. And then if the value of those things go down and then there is a liquidation event, like it doesn't matter because he had, he borrowed, he borrowed all the money anyways. So it's like a roundabout way to exit without actually pressing the sell button.
0: I got it, and that's the charge. Again, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat unconfirmed, and that was just the the, the first part of it. And we, if that alone happened, we probably wouldn't be ha- talking about it right now. But right. something was added to that, which is the second mm-hmm. revelation. And uh, this is going to take Un- this a little is unrelated, bit to actually. So same unrelated. person,
1: same projects, but a completely different bit of drama going on. Okay, with this. so what is this this bit of drama? Um,
0: because it's yeah, it's it is unrelated, but it's kind of related to the entire. You know, scandal story. Um, Actually, before before
1: and- we get in, into that, it is TBD about whether uh, Danny would, and uh, some of the other big leaders of the of the projects were doing the soft rug. That is an accusation. Uh, they also could be using that same money to pump the, to bolster the time price. Uh, that is what I think Danny has stated he was intending to do with that. In order to prevent a cascading liquidation, so so like there, this is not this still kind of unraveling, uh, and we're still kind of figuring figuring this out. But in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, there is a a bunch of other drama that that came about. Uh, So are we ready
0: to go into this? Yeah, let's go into this. And there's some backstory here. So I guess maybe the the high level is that a former quadriga co-founder just emerged, and apparently he's been the right hand man. Right-hand mm-hmm. person of Danny, managing a lot of the money behind the time treasuries, and on, on the this multi-sig. individual, on, the multi-sig. Yes, on the, multi-sig. Mm-hmm. the multi-sig. This individual, Michael uh, Patron, has an incredibly shady past. Mm-hmm. Um, how how should we best explain this? Like, who is Michael Patron? What what is this shady past? What is Quadriga? Do you want to tell some of the story here, David?
1: Yeah. Well, well, Michael Patron has been off the radar, off the grid for a very long time. Uh, but this uh, individual, Zach XBTC. Uh, XBT uh, p- tweeted out uh, private DMs in Telegram with uh, Danny. Uh, and he says to Danny, I came across something rather odd about, um, about OX Sifu, which is one of the multi sig signers on uh, the projects. Uh, and uh, and um, he goes, uh, I- I've discovered something about Sifu. Uh, and Danny goes, What's up? Uh, and Zero X, uh, Zach XBT says, Well, he's the Quadringa guy. Uh, the, the Quadringa guy that was a convicted felon for uh, identity fraud and, and has been off the grid for a while. Uh, and Danny goes, I cannot confirm, but I have thought a lot about that. And uh, he responds, dangerous to be working with him, sir. Uh, and that's one tweet, and... Um, Uh, He then that's that's basically that. Uh, And so he tweets out this needs to be shared. Zero X Sifu is the co founder of Quadringa CX Michael Patron. If you are unfamiliar with that, it's the Canadian exchange that collapsed in 2019. After founder Gerald Cotton disappeared with 169 million dollars. I've confirmed with this about with Danny over messages. Uh, And so this is a really big deal uh, because this is an individual with a very shady past uh, and he's discovered to be a multi-sig signer on this uh, uh, DeFi protocol on Avalanche that has a ton of TVL. Uh, And so managing millions of dollars, millions of dollars of of, of people's money,
0: dollars of of a protocol.
1: And like what's what's uh, uh, egregious about this is that uh, Danny knew about this for about a month without raising the alarm about the significance of this individual. So there's this fantastic summarizing article that we're gonna read some of the things uh, uh, about it just because it summarizes so well. Um, After all of this came out, after uh, 0xBT revealed this, uh, Danny, if you want to scroll down a little bit, Ryan, uh, Danny posted on Twitter, today allegations about our team member 0xSifu will circulate. I want everyone to know that I'm aware of this and have decided that the past of an individual does not determine their future. I choose to value the time we spend together without knowing his past more than anything. Uh, Danny also issued an official statement reiterating his beliefs in his second chances and reassuring everyone that all the funds are safe, even though a convicted felon is watching over the Treasury. I found out about this one month ago, and I am of the opinion of giving second chances, as I've mentioned on Twitter. I've seen the community very divided about my choice of maintaining him as the Treasury manager after finding out who he was in his past. He added that patron, patron uh, will step down from his position at Wonderland and there will be a vote as to whether or not he rejoins the team. That vote is ongoing at the time of recording. Wonderland has, uh, has the say to who manages the treasury, not me or the rest of the Wonderland team, says Danny. Um, yes, also, uh, this is, where, this is just, again, funny backstory on this Michael guy. M- Michael Patron is former convicted felon Omar Donani, who legally changed his name to cover up his criminal past. Patron left Quadringa in early 2016 after he and Cotton allegedly had a quarrel in split ways. Prior to founding Quadringa, Patron was one of 28 people arrested in connection to operating an identity theft ring called Shadow Crew. He pled guilty and was sentenced to 18 months in U.S. federal prison. Upon his release, he was sent back to Canada, where he went right back to doing the thing he was always doing uh, all along, which was moving money. Uh, and so that's kind of the story. Uh, the, the take at the very bottom of this article ta- has a take of, uh, on this individual. He says, uh, patron is a one trick pony. He's not clever enough to reinvent himself and his hubris makes it impossible for him to simply disappear and go quiet and enjoy a life somewhere. Kind of pointing out he's like a serial shenaniganizer. Okay. All right.
0: That's so just, I, I wonder if he, like, so just to follow this, Large DeFi protocol managing lots of money with uh, a very esteemed builder, DeFi builder in the community, Danny. Mm -hmm. Um, The community finds out that the person that Danny set in charge of the multi-sigs and this community treasury is a convicted felon, super shady individual. Nefarious
1: individual, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Nefarious individual, probably many in the community would say, should not be trusted with money. And furthermore, that Danny knew about this for a month. Didn't disclose this to the community, and so and then uh, it was interesting because Danny decided to double down and say, "Hey, you know, second chances. I believe in giving people's second chances." Before then, going back to the community and say, "What do you want to do with this individual? Should he still be managing the the funds or not?" And so this created quite a um, a stir on Twitter. I would say, quite. you know, quite. back and forth. Quite the uh, stir. people were disappointed with with Danny about the kind of the lack of transparency. Disappointed with. Um, you know, the project and in some of the statements, um, Ma- Michael patron made a statement as well. Do we want to get into that or skip that David?
1: Yeah, it's more or less like, Hey, I've had a fantastic time, uh, working on wonderland. I'm sad that I'm going to have to go. I understand why I have to go. Uh, but I'm, I'm leaving and I love all of you. Uh, and then a bunch of emojis from the community in discord. You can, uh, we'll put the tweet in the show notes.
0: Yeah. So here, I guess, some takes that I have early on. First, first of all, we reached out to Danny, actually, and he's going to come on the podcast, I think, hopefully next week and uh, talk about this. So give him a chance to kind of explain hopefully his actions. I've given
1: him my Calendly link before and he hasn't clicked on it. Hopefully he comes on the pod.
0: (laughs) Fingers crossed. that's what he publicly committed to. So we are very
1: fair and we are very fair and rational individuals. So we can we can do this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) At least David is.
0: I'm not so much. (laughs) But um, takeaways. For, for me, mm-hmm. like, this is a very bad look for DeFi. This is Big kind time. of the the fodder that Elizabeth Warren wants to bring to a Senate totally. committee. Like, if she found out about this, right? So, like, you've got a conflicted, convicted felon managing millions of dollars of investors' capital without them knowing about it. Oh, what's her answer to that? Regulation, more mm-hmm. regulation in the space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one
1: take for me is like, hey, hey, sorry, guys, sorry to cut you off. This is a shadowy super coder. Yeah, that's who this is. This is like, 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 oh, yeah. I told you so.
0: (laughs) And we'd have to be, we'd have to say, okay, Elizabeth, in this specific case, you were right. right. Uh Uh, And here's the take, I guess. If we don't regulate ourselves, Mm -hmm. they'll regulate us. Yeah. Okay. And I I think this is why um, the original poster uh, for this was at Zach um, Mm -hmm. XBT. Is doing mm-hmm. God's work in surfacing this, taking and a big a risk light on this, taking like, a risk.
1: Yeah, because this th- th- the frog army is not something that you want to mess with, and this is. Going I'm sure going he's gotten for threats, David. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure he's sure. gotten threats. I'm sure, I'm sure he's, he's getting there are people in his right DMs.
0: Now. I'm sure it's like you know, even legal threats, all sorts of mm-hmm. things. Um, but so, an individual whistleblower shedding a light on this is more of what DeFi needs in order to keep <laughs> itself clean. Yes, Zach. XBT. Nice job. Well done. Nice job. Thanks for having the courage to surface this. Um, and I guess my last takeaway on this is, just in general, we yeah. have to be very careful of trusting people right. in DeFi. Mm-hmm. Okay, like trusting people in crypto in general, or especially, it's a red flag for me whenever someone asks you to trust them. Okay, like the the takeaway here is never trust anyone in crypto that demands that you trust them, and people who are continuously saying. No, it's fine. Like I've got the multi-sigs. Just like just like trust me. Right. Uh I have your best interest at heart. That always sends red flags and shivers up my back because the whole philosophy is crypto of crypto is verify. Don't trust. Right. You shouldn't have to trust people. We have systems in place to make this entire space trustless. And um we don't want to depend on trusting a small set of individuals. It's not reputational trust in this space. It shouldn't be.
1: Anyway, those are some of my takeaways. What what do you have? Anon developers are always a hairy topic because like- It's good overall, but also- I'm happy that people are able to be anon in this industry if they so choose, but also the combination of anons on multi-sigs is a little bit rough because reputation is a fantastic piece of collateral to have to hold someone accountable. And if you are an anon, like you remove the, that option from the community to hold you accountable because of how you're anon.
0: This guy, this guy, uh, Michael literally changed his name.
1: Yes. Literally changed his name. How much to cover up a past, right?
0: To cover up a past. How much easier is that to do on the internet where you could just, you know, Mm -hmm. change an ETH address, create a new, you know, online reputation and start from scratch. Uh, yeah, so it's something that we have to work on. Here are some takes from around the community. This is Andre Cronier, <laughs> who, who works <laughs> very, very this? closely with
1: Danny. Yeah. Once you read this, this is just the uh, oh, it's so tiresome meme. It's all so tiresome. And Andre says, I just want to code. Uh, and he has some commentary further down as well, uh, where he says, I still support Danny. Still planning on working he- with him. But there are lines. A history of consent, consistent fraud, theft, and malicious behavior isn't a mistake. That's intent. Having Sifu manage funds, especially user funds, can be argued as negligence. That's all I have. Danny knew for a month, and in that time, Sifu was handling funds. I don't know what psyops, I don't know what's going on. I want to get off Willy Wonka's magical ride.
0: There you go, from from Andre. Uh, mm. a similar kind of builder in the field. Uh, what's the stake, David?
1: Yeah, so Danny the, the, the Danny wrote somewhere that he said, like, I thought I could fix him. Like, oh, I thought I could fix this this convicted felon person, uh, which is a brunt of uh, some jokes on crypto Twitter. Uh, and then Simona Pop, who's a fantastic uh, female community leader in the space, goes, the female urge to know that that never works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't fix them. And I think, look...
0: I think the important thing here was uh, transparency and disclosure, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So, like if the community had have known who this individual was managing their funds, then they could have gotten right. ahead of this and voted on it. And they're in the process of voting now. And I expect uh, they will not reinstate this mm-hmm. individual as the manager of their millions of dollars in treasury.
1: We would show the snapshot, but it's got the feature of uh, the votes are being hidden. So we don't actually know like who's winning or who's losing. Uh, well, it probably, it'll probably be available by the time you guys listen to this. Anyway, no, it, moving it, it, on. it ends January 28th at 9 PM, uh, Pacific time, I think. Yeah. There yeah. you
0: go. Well, that, that's what's happening in DeFi. The kind of the latest thing. Um, that was a good one. A lot that, was, of drama. That, was, that was a good one. It took us a while to get through. I hope you're hanging with us. Yeah. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about some Ethereum stuff. Um, Big moves this week, so Ryan Wyatt, he is a executive at YouTube over their gaming division. Or he's was. leaving YouTube, yeah. yeah, he was, he's, he's leaving. He's, he's, he's joining too. Polygon Studios. Nice. Okay? He's joining a layer two uh, y- y- development studio mm-hmm. as their CEO. And, uh, we've, we've messaged him privately and he, he's basically said, yep, burning, um, burning burn the ships all in web three. Here nice. I come. Nice. Super t- cool to see that exodus. I think you know, that's going to be big. You know things. What?
1: He's coming on the podcast too, right? Damn it. That's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> Do you, you know what? He's also joining Ryan <laughs> front? <laughs> the <run>. Bankless podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, we're excited about that too. We're going to talk mm-hmm. all about it. Um, mm-hmm. YouTube also wants to help content creators capitalize
1: on NFTs. That's right. the headline. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently YouTube execs aren't, uh, aren't satisfied by the rate of web two movement. So just, uh, you know, saying that you're going to do NFT stuff, not enough to keep the talent on the ship.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, But this is a cool
0: message from the CEO of YouTube, uh, who is stating that they are going to focus on expanding the YouTube ecosystem to help creators capitalize on emerging technologies, including things like NFTs, while continuing to strengthen and enhance the experience creators and fans have on YouTube. YouTube adding NFTs. We'll see that this year at some point in time. Mm. That's big. David, uh, something happening in the Solana ecosystem as well. We don't have time to get into all of it, Mm -hmm. but uh, what is the TLDR summary here?
1: Yeah, so during all the uh, liquidations, during the big oof candles that happened last uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Solana uh, did the whole go down thing again. Uh, significantly, again, significantly degraded performance that basically prevented the average individual from pushing a transaction through the Solana chain. Uh, They couldn't even pay enough. Like with Ethereum,
0: gas prices rise, but in this case, they couldn't even pay enough to get their transactions, just like Uh, wouldn't work.
1: Yeah, uh, the the network just wasn't accepting transactions, accepted like very specific scenarios. The Solana network consensus is different from what I'm used to. Anatoly, the CEO of Solana goes, a quick summary of the recent performance issues in the network. Liquidator bots started spamming the network with 2 2 million packets per second hitting a single node with mostly duplicate messages these messages unearthed a bug in how the network was handling duplicates the code responsible for, for deduping messages uh, was after the signature signature verification blah 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 since then the network has seen much better, better performance but there's still some starvation happening with the liquidator spam under load blocks are smaller with fewer than expected transactions and here's the part that i'm i it's a really big red flag for me to, to address the general issue, engineers plan to introduce flow control in version 1.9 with QoS by stake weight. Stake weight is like the stake of the Solana token. But QoS uh, stands for quality of service. Ah, thank you. Uh, but now implementing this feature in 1.8 is the highest priority. This implementation uses QUIC. Do you know what that one is? Quick, no. Okay. To rate limit senders. This should be rolled out in the next four to five weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, Introduce flow control by stake weight. In plain English, which Anatoly seems to be allergic to, he is saying (laughs) that transaction input, transaction inclusion in the blockchain will be controlled by your level of Solana stake. Uh, and so, if you have significant stake, you get to add your transactions in more consistently. And this is the uh, the, the thing that uh, has always bugged me about Solana because if you cannot validate the chain, then you are at the whims of the people who can. Uh, and it's and, and and so they are gi- in this case in this case they are giving validators with stake as
0: a mm. proportion of capital. Mm-hmm. They're they are elevating them the validators with you know more capital have the ability to censor transactions, have the ability Mm -hmm. to capture MEV
1: and get their transactions in Mm. ahead of the plebs so the significant stakers of the solana ecosystem the massive exchanges of the world that run the validators are able to get their transactions in first before the users so if you have a race condition to save your uh, position from being liquidated you will be losing to somebody with a significant amount of stake which is always almost always a very well capitalized individual so your uh, transaction as an individual to save your position is going to lose to somebody with a lot of capital who's going to liquidate you wow. and Welcome to Robinhood again. And welcome to We're Robinhood. Why are we? why did we get upset by GME in the first place? Like this is this is the traditional finance system where the bankers win. Like this is why this is why this the specific network design of Solana does not sit well with me.
0: Yeah, I, d- I just don't think it's situated to be a, a layer one settlement, Mm-mm. you know, a layer with this kind of design. I, I think that, you know, some in Solana might, might see this as a feature. Oh, okay, we're, we're you know, improving. We're, we're making sure the network doesn't go down by implementing this, this quality of service by stake weight feature. But it is not a feature. It is it's a bug. Centra- it's centralization. It's a bug in we're, the system. It's
1: like, hey, we found another way to introduce centralization. There you go. Enough of that. Uh, sorry, we'll sorry. See that I don't like being negative, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's concerning it it's extremely concerning okay okay uh, one, one more thing about this ron what happened in 2008 when the markets turned into a gigantic mess when markets and financial markets we had our episode with Tarun chitra who talked about every single financial innovation is is about the process of removing lawyers what happened during the bottom of 2008 was that markets broke and because of the like uh, collateralized debt obligations and all the mess of who owns what everything broke and so they had to reintroduce lawyers back into the system to determine who owns what if the solana blockchain goes down and halts and like the the clarity on who gets liquidated and how is broken and people's legal rights feel violated it goes from a world where we have consensus determined by a a blockchain to back to lawyers and the goal is to never go back to lawyers And so we need networks that have uh, 100% uptime because the difference between 100% uptime and 99% uptime is that all of the important stuff happens in that 1%. And that 1% is when the lawyers get called in and that's where regulations happen and that's where Elizabeth Warren gets upset. And, And then we do not want to piss off Elizabeth Warren. No, especially not. I don't want her to find out about the Danny
0: thing, to be honest. I hope she's not listening to this podcast, Elizabeth. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I I hope people aren't hearing from that, that like, oh, David hates Solana, Bankless hates Solana, Ryan hates Solana. It's like, no, we don't. I mean, I think Solana is a fine execution layer. Mm -hmm. I think it is, is fine in doing what it's doing and onboarding lots of people. What we are saying, though, is with things like this reveal that it is not suitable to be a layer one settlement layer for mm. the world. It's not suitable to be compared to uh what Ethereum is doing. Mm. And uh anyway, enough said on that. Let's keep moving. Layer 2 2022, it is the year of layer 2. Let's go through a few things. So, uh Synthetics just launched incentives, token yo incentives. On L2 on Optimism. Farm. This is great. Tokens on top of tokens. Uh, this is going to juice up the L2 ecosystem. I hope more projects mm-hmm. do this. Any other
1: thoughts, David? Yeah, 50,000 SNX will be distributed over a one-month period to people that uh, LP, Ether, and SNX on uh, Gelato Network on top of uh, Optimism. So cool. Congrats Very to cool. Optimism. C- glasses and Synthetics. Let's get these yield farms out the door, guys.
0: Yeah, uh, this is another cool thing that's going on. A battle for fees. In the battle for fees between all of the roll-ups users win because fees just go down. Uh, Mm. Arbitrum just published an update that lowers transaction fees. Once again. And their big transaction fee lower hasn't even been implemented yet. That is called Nitro. And look at them all competing. So Arbitrum is screenshotting that and they're like, ha ha, we're, we're lower
1: than optimism now. Just <laughs> they, last week they, they weren't. Keep, they keep trading blow for blow. It's like, exactly. oh, optimism is like, well, we pushed an update and now our fees are lower. Now Arbitrum exactly. is like, well, we pushed an update and now our fees are lower. <laughs> and I love it, right? And so mm-hmm. this
0: is optimism talking about you know, transactions going up, savings going up mm-hmm. as well. Get you a chain that can do both. This is the kind of competition this we need in the space,
1: right? Can, because can you click on the graph? Click on the graph. Yeah. What yeah. So, this? so on the what's the uh, the red line is the number of transactions per day, which as soon as Optimism did their update last week, which reduced fees by thirty percent, it just hockey sticks. Uh, and then also, what also hockey sticks is the black line, which is the t- the uh, multiple times cheaper versus the Ethereum L1. And so we went from oh, like that's fifty-ish awesome. sixty times cheaper to over two hundred times cheaper with that last update. And there are more updates to come. When you yes. make the blocks cheaper, there's more demand. That's uh, what crazy. this graph is saying as well. Crazy. Uh,
0: it's great. Uh, Fuse has also just deployed on Arbitrum as w- well. That is uh, from Rari, of course. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty big deal too. Uh, ZK DAO. Huge. It, this was just approved. Um, ZK DAO is a DAO specifically dedicated to the ZK Sync ecosystem. That is, of course, ZK rollups uh, from the folks at Matter Labs. They now have $200 million to play with. They're going to deploy that to users to actually not users, developers, ecosystem participants in the zk rollup network uh and there's all sorts of ways you can reach out and get involved. So these uh layer 2s are well capitalized as well and it looks like they're going to use the funds to grow their ecosystems.
1: 200 million dollars for the development and bullish I'm bullish
0: that's great. NFTs, you bullish NFTs still, David? Yeah, can we just burn through these? these <laughs> Brands and NFTs? Brands Everyone's and NFTs. coming aboard NFTs, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start Prada? Yeah.
1: Prada and Adidas, which has recently ventured into the metaverse, even once again, no one knows what that means, are partnering to launch a collection of NFTs later this month. Uh So, oh, also on Polygon. Also on Polygon. Gucci. What? Gucci taps into toy brand Super Plastic to drop 10 Super, super Gucci, Gucci. NFTs in February. I do not know some of, of these brands. <laughs> super, super Plastic. Bud right. Light. Bud Light, uh, the worst beer ever. But beer giant <laughs> Anheuser <Anna> Hauser <laughs> Bush launches NFT project for Bud Light. Um, cool. Well, we don't know if it's the worst beer ever. Have it's, you had all uh, the beers? <laughs> I've had it, uh, some I've, bad Bud Lights. They're all in the same category—the light beer shenanigans. Hey, this link won't
0: load, but uh Paris Hilton apparently she's giving away Paris Hilton the NFTs. She's a brand in of itself. he's mm-hmm. giving those away on Jimmy Fallon. Okay, again, look, Who we're also propagating everywhere. Ape.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, Late shows are becoming like NFT propagation engines. Um, What's this? This is something different on the NFT side. So OpenSea is doing a thing. What are they doing?
1: Yeah. So OpenSea support uh, has uh, tweeted out on Twitter to address feedback we've received about our creator tools. We've updated our collection storefront contract limits to only support a creation up to five collections and 50 items per collection. So basically what that means is that if you're using OpenSea to mint your NFTs, uh, your NFT, you only have five different collections, at 50 apiece. So you have maximum like 250 NFTs before you have to like make a new account or something. Uh, so like, uh, putting in like throttles on creators, uh, minting NFTs. And I actually don't know why, uh, that's going on. Um, uh, some, definitely some negative pushback from the creator community on this one. Huh?
0: That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bitcoin news. El Salvador. They just purchased more Bitcoin, buying 4, the dip here. 410 more
1: Bitcoins. Uh, the nation now owns 1,500 Bitcoins uh, and also plans to issue a 1 billion 10-year bond this year. So we have Michael Saylor. A 10-year uh, we- Bitcoin bond, right? Bitcoin bond. Yeah. So we have uh, Micro Sailor and Strategy, and now we have uh, Na- Naib Taleb or however, I can't remember his name, and El Salvador. Not, not uh, Bukele. Bukele's. Bukele. Not Taleb. Yeah. Taleb is a... Taleb's U- the U- other U- one. Yeah. Yes. He hates Bitcoin. Um, he does. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: Great writer, though. All, all, all this, while well, the NF, uh, IMF is mm-hmm. saber rattling mm-hmm. and urging El Salvador to remove Bitcoin as legal tender, kind of threatening them, ba- basically being like, hey, you're going to be cut off from the IMF, from the global finance community. Um, bye bye, uh, credit debt facilities if you continue doing this. Uh, IMF not happy waving their finger at Bukele and El Salvador for doing this.
1: Granted, taking leverage on Bitcoin as a nation state is like, well, you maybe you shouldn't be giving any more credit in that case. I, I wonder
0: <laughs> I wonder if Bitcoin like, you know, five or 10 X's in the next mm-hmm. uh, few years. I and wonder then, what the IMF will say. And then banks are like, hey, you guys want to borrow some money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this message will change at all. Um, let's talk about this. I guess this is regulatory-related-ish, mm-hmm. bank-related-ish. Hayden Adams, creator of Uniswap, tweets this out. This week, J.P. Morgan Chase closed my bank accounts with no notice or explanation. I'm sorry I'm laughing, Hayden. This has happened to me, <laughs> okay? Sorry, bank of America, I- I've gotten canceled <laughs> by banks as well. He says, I know many individuals and companies who have been similarly targeted simply for working in the crypto industry. Yep. Thanks for making it personal. This part's hilarious to me, David. It's like... Hayden built Uniswap before he was pissed off. Okay. What's <laughs> what? he going to do now? <laughs> His laser eyes Hayden Adams. Let's see it. Let's <laughs> yeah. see it. Bad move, uh, mm-hmm. Chase, JP Morgan. This is a, a, a take from Brian Quintez. Uh,
1: what does he say here, David? He goes, likely a shadow debanking of crypto by the Federal Reserve or the USOCC, Office of the Comptroller. Is that what that is? Uh, bank yeah. examiner examiners with direction from the top. So Brian Quintes, very highly informed individual, says that this is what? direction from the top. Former yep.
0: CFTC commissioner,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? We should. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And he says, if the examiner told a bank that a certain customer is too risky and that bank ended that relationship, the bank is contractually prevented from telling that customer why. Um, so I think my take is that like they saw Hayden Adams as a, their customer of their bank. They probably saw his bank account go from like zero to plus $1 million very, very quickly. And they were like, we don't like that, this guy. We, we're yeah. we're, we're, we're going to rug pull this guy. This guy is getting yeah, too big. Yeah, who is he? Yeah. Yeah. Just he, a he's just a a nerdy looking software developer with rainbow socks on. Like, we could yeah, rug him. Yeah, what's he going to do about it? We'll yeah. just like,
0: we'll just shut down his bank accounts. Right. What's he gonna Meanwhile, do about it? all we'll of see. his
1: wealth is in crypto. Welcome to the bankless world, Hayden. Yeah, welcome. You're
0: forced to go bankless. Forced um, banklessness. You know this is this is unfortunate right but this is going to happen more and more and what it's mm-hmm. going to do long term is completely erode the institutional credibility of the banking system they can just exit hayden mm-hmm. from the banks
1: right mm-hmm. I and mean, people see this people where are, are you, smart wh- they'll wh- know they're figured it out wh- where what happens to the money in his account like do they just cut him a check or something no this is what they did for me they they're they're like
0: uh they literally cut me a check they're yeah. like in 30 days we're gonna send you a check and they sent me a check by mail with the money I they have, they hold on point.
1: your money for thirty days.
0: Yeah, they you can't. Did they give you interest? You can't run? log in. Oh yeah, yeah. 001 percent interest, probably. <laughs> how do you know? Uh, anyway, Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, ZuckCoin is dead. You remember Libra? Remember yeah. how that was going to take over all of crypto? That right. Facebook was going to be the blockchain. This was a narrative in twenty eighteen. People thought that this was
1: going to kill Ethereum. Everybody yeah. thinks everything is going to kill Ethereum. Just like I just know. stop saying that.
0: Mark Zuckerberg. His ambitions unravel around a stablecoin DM sale talk. So they're actually talking about selling DM yeah. itself. Yep. The, whatever I who the assets buy are. That. Yeah, I'm right. May JP Morgan. You guys could buy that. Should we
1: Should we buy it, Ron? Uh, how much? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'll offer $5,000. <laughs> it's <laughs> there probably you go. overpriced. Zuckerberg, if you're listing
0: $5,000, Bankless will buy DM for you and we'll, we'll complete that project. We'll just make it a stable <laughs> coin on Ethereum like it should have been.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. next one. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams receives first che- paycheck in the form of BTC and ETH. New York City Mayor receiving crypto. Uh, make sure to sign up for Auto IRA, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice that's cool though look crypto friendly politicians it's mm-hmm. happening there's a few of them now um he's trying to boost his ranking on uh the pack.xyz website i think that's eric adams <laughs> nice. strategy nice. here <laughs> all right guys we will be back with some takes of the week and there are, are a few hot ones hot, of course we'll end picks. with uh, the meme of the week as well so stay tuned for that before we do we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible
1: Alchemix is a DeFi app that offers self-repaying loans that lets you spend money and save money at the same time. Alchemix allows you to deposit the DAI stablecoin into its vaults, which earns some of the highest yields that DeFi has to offer. You can then take a loan from Alchemix of up to 50% of the deposited DAI, and that loan automatically pays itself back from the yield that is generated from your deposit. It's a savings account that the banks don't want you to know about. Alchemix also has ETH vaults available, so you can get a self-repaying loan that's denominated in ETH. Coming up in Alchemix V2 is a bunch of cool new features, such as credit delegation, multi-chain expansion, and DAO revenue sharing and vote boosting. Alchemix lets you get your interest payments on your deposits paid to you up front. Check out the power of Alchemix at alchemix.fi, and make sure to join their extremely vibrant Discord if you want to participate in governance or have any questions about the project. If you're going bankless, you need MetaMask. This is your tool to unlock the world of DeFi without giving up custody over your private keys. MetaMask is both a secure in-browser wallet and also a secure bridge for your hardware wallet. You can now trade tokens on any DEX or aggregator. MetaMask Swap gathers real-time pricing information across all the DeFi exchanges, allowing you to select your best price while getting all the MetaMask benefits of self-custody, lower gas costs, and increased transaction success rates. MetaMask also has a fantastic mobile wallet that I use when I'm out and about which I use to collect PoApps, NFTs, and do all my DeFi things while I'm away from home. If you haven't downloaded MetaMask, you got to try it out. Web3 wouldn't be the same without it. Download MetaMask for desktop and mobile at metamask.io and load up your Trezor, Ledger, Lattice, or Keystone hardware wallets so that they too can get into the world of Web3. Bankless is proud to be sponsored by Uniswap. Uniswap is a new paradigm in asset exchange infrastructure. Instead of a cumbersome order book system where trades are matched with other humans, Uniswap is an autonomous piece of software on Ethereum that lets you trade any token at the current market price. No human counterparties or centralized intermediaries, just autonomous code on Ethereum. Input the token you want to sell and receive the token you want to buy. The Uniswap grants program is accepting applications for grants. Do you have something of value that you think you want to contribute to the Uniswap ecosystem? No matter how big or small your idea is, you can apply for a uni grant at uniswapgrants.org and help steer Uniswap in the direction that you think it should go. Thank you Uniswap for sponsoring Bankless.
0: All right, guys, we are back with the takes of the week. This is the first one. This is something you said in the market section. I Oh, totally did I recall your with. take, Ryan? Sorry. No, it's, a, it's, well, it's worth
1: repeating. It's okay. that good, okay? Okay. Uh, do you want to read the take? Yeah, sure. Since I already said it earlier, Ryan Sean Adams says, this isn't 2018. In 2018, crypto died on its own. No macro to blame. The market decided the substance didn't justify the hype. Today is different. In 2022, crypto is crashing alongside all risk on assets. Fed policy caused this. This is a macro shakeout. This winter won't last two years. That's that's great. That's fantastic. I think that's true. I don't yeah, think absolutely. it's going to
0: last. I don't think that people are saying it's 2018. I don't think it is. It's as soon
1: not. as the S&P reverses, so does crypto and it will reverse even harder. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, so temporary, maybe, I don't know how long it lasts, but I don't think it's going to be 2018. I don't think it's two years. Um, this is something I ran across in the r slash anti work, um, subreddit, which was interesting and sad. There was some drama by the way, this week in the r slash anti works is subreddit. It's 1.6 million, um, subscribers. I believe to this subreddit. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that I guess is out of scope of the podcast, but I ran across this. It's the headline. People no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life survey shows. I feel like that is very much why r slash anti-work got to 1.6 million subscribers. It's because people are fed up. They're tired. They're jaded. They're exhausted by their shitty corporate jobs or their shitty jobs in general. Okay. And it's, it's led to them feeling like, Working hard no longer pays. And I, I just I guess I guess I just had a thought on it. First of all, like I understand the sentiment completely. But also, it's not that working hard is the problem, is it? Mm-hmm. It's working hard in the wrong systems mm-hmm. that's the problem. The problems are all systemic, yep. yet again. And I've seen so many people that um, work hard in the right systems. So I would say in crypto, like it's much more meritocratic at this stage. So you work hard, you hustle, you connect with people, you level up, you learn on a weekly basis, you spend time at this, you meet people, you, you develop some skills, it will pay off. Mm. It will lead to a better life. Like you will benefit. And so I guess, um, I don't know if anyone from anti-work is, is listening, but I think that crypto actually holds some solution to the problem here. Uh, people being jaded with their jobs. And isn't it a shame that working hard doesn't lead to a better life now? I think in crypto, it can. This, mm-hmm. is, this is
1: why we're on this journey as well. Oh, I, li- I subscribe to Anti-Work Crypto, so I'm I'm hearing you, Ryan. Uh, you hear me? <laughs> uh, this, okay, it reframed. This is what Chris Berniski said when we had him on the podcast, uh, not the ARC podcast, but the one before that, where he said, uh, the returns on capital will always out outpace the returns on labor as in the stock market is going to go up faster than your, your biweekly paycheck goes into your bank account. The house totally. price that you are looking at is going to go up faster than how fast you can work for your money. And so that's why this headline is saying people no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life because all the assets are stri- outstripped from their hands. And you know why that's, an, why that's an issue? Is because the Federal Reserve prints a bunch of money. It makes the cost of money easy to benefit all the people with assets. And that's why... Ryan is saying that in crypto, your work actually turns into actual capital because we have a new monetary system with new assets, with new upside. Uh, and so it's about the this. When Ryan says the systems, I hear it's the assets. Uh, so go and work around the assets that are, uh, are new and novel and working for you rather than just like your, your wage slaves uh, that you find in your typical nine to five job. Absolutely. Well said,
0: David. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, This is Hayden Adams again again, uh, firing some tweets this week (laughs) with a take. Uh, The metaverse is having an account... Identity history, digital assets, etc., that can be brought with you wherever you go. That's what the metaverse is. He mm-hmm. says, not a bunch of Zuckerberg 3D
1: avatars that hang out in virtual rooms together. <laughs> look at look at click on DC's. His response is just this metaverse guy, thumbs up, clearly out of like some Facebook thing or something. <laughs> <That's> yeah, <great.
0: laughs> yeah, it's it's right though. I mean, we've mm-hmm. said it before in our metaverse episode. The metaverse is about property rights, digital property rights. That's yeah. what the metaverse is. It's not like a weird 3D lobby. We hang out. I'd uh, rather have a 2D lobby, and that's what Zoom is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, by the way, great episode on the metaverse earlier this week too. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to, you know, tune into that. We talk about some of these uh, themes. David, let's end this take with this. Five takes. five reasons to be excited for the bear market. You wrote this. This is I wrote a this. post in market money and Bankless. I want to be excited about the bear market, okay, David? Tell mm-hmm. me, why should
1: I be excited? This this post was so easy to write, and it's these it thoughts. That it was the thoughts that I've been having ever since the bull market started. Is like, oh wait, the bull, the bear market was actually nice. Maybe I
0: the David's been craving the the bear market. That's why we're down. Okay, it's,
1: so he, here's five reasons to be excited about the bear market. One, long term wealth. One of the most frustrating things about the bull market, and when Ether was like four thousand dollars plus, is I w- would take my paycheck and I would go to Gemini and then I would put in the number and the number of ether that I would get lower, back from that paycheck would be lower? so goddamn small. I was like, well, what the hell is the <laughs> point anymore? Like I can't even move the needle. So that was extremely frustrating. Uh, and so now that ether is like less than half the, those prices. Like you, your money actually translates into more more real money. More eth. More eth, more, yeah. more actual money. Uh, so it's very, just much more rewarding to be buying prices when they're lower. Uh, and so, like, yeah, like you actually get to move the needle on the size of your stack. Uh, and so, I'm looking forward to that again. Uh, that's reason number this one. This is this is when people build generational wealth so Generational the wealth, bear markets. Right. It's
0: not. It's not during the
1: people uh, the in the bull markets. markets are trying to get wealthy like inside of twelve months. People in the bear market are trying to make their children's children wealthy. That is the yeah, difference. The secret of the bull market is you actually
0: aren't making the money in the bull market. You make money in the bear market as yes. long as you stay for the bear yes. market after yes. the bull market.
1: Okay, also, number two, long-term relationships. Financial capital, money is just one flavor of capital. And this is not something that I realized I was doing during the bear market, but it actually has been the most rewarding thing ever since, which is building social capital. Social capital was one of the best things that I earned in the 2018 to 2020 bear market. What is social capital? That's your friends, your homies, your allies, your business partners. Uh, did you guys know that the way Bankless started was that I got good at Twitter, I got good at writing. I was in Discord all the time. And at some point I realized that there's this nice guy Ryan out there. And so (laughs) I DM'd him and I said, hi. And that's how Bankless started. And I I have so many friends that I made throughout the 2018, 2020 bear market. I'm going to people's weddings in countries. uh, And I was invited to people's weddings before I had ever met them in real life. And that can be (laughs) true for you too. Build friends in the bear bear market because you know that those people that are around in the bear market are the long-term people, the long-term thinkers, the people that you want to be around, people that you can actually learn from. Uh, So build social capital in the bear market. Do it. You can do it over the internet. David and I have never met in person. (laughs) My mom still doesn't believe that. (laughs) Oh, what's next, David? Yeah, this this lends itself to the same one. The amount of signal during a bear market is significantly higher than uh, the amount of noise. Bull markets are noise-dominated markets. Bear markets are signal-dominated markets. Uh, there are tons of projects that exist in bull markets that uh, exist on just attention and attention alone, not fundamentals. And that is opposite of what's true in bear markets. Bear markets are only t- times that only uh, uh, projects with strong fundamentals can survive. Uh, and so just the amount of alpha that you get comes to you. And like, it's, it's kind of shocking. Like, oh, wait, this is just straight pure alpha. And like the reason why no one's taking advantage of this is because it's the bear market. Like all the, the bull market tourists are gone and they're leaving all of the value on the table for me. That's, that's what should be your attitude should be. Next one up is building, uh, just long story short, bankless started in the bear market. Uh, it's easier to build in the bear market, things are quieter, you can put your heads down, you can concentrate, you can think more clearly. There's not a new pumping dog token to, to like pay attention to. It's just easier to build in the bear market. And as a founder, you can find talent better because other people are also in there for the right reasons, they actually care for the right reasons. And then lastly, also overall, the net effect of all of these things is that crypto gets stronger. Crypto itself is anti-fragile. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And at this point in crypto's lifespan, there's no way to kill it. We've already won. We have already won the game. It's just a matter of time for waiting for the rest of the world to realize it. Uh, and so think about what, while you are going through this bear market, which I don't think lasts all that long. So you have six months to do all of these things. <laughs> uh, what friends will you make? What will you help build? What skills will you develop? What reasons will you create to make you stay in crypto? And so that is why I look forward to building throughout all this bear market with you. If it is really bear, of which I'm not convinced.
0: <laughs> well said, though. So David is bullish on the bear market. Bullish and on the, that's bear the bottom market. line, and he's—I mm-hmm. hopefully he's made you more bullish too. Uh, mm-hmm. David,
1: what are you excited about besides the bear market? <laughs> you seem to be very excited about. <laughs> okay, I have uh, three things that I'm super excited about, Ryan. Uh, one of them I was quoted in uh, the Washington Post, uh, and I was actually just kind of like cracking up uh, with the Washington Post. Some of the quotes I had that they decided to use, I think. were <laughs> Goodbye hilarious. to all non-believers, <laughs> says David Hoffman, <laughs> this co-owner. Is Bankless tweeted on Sunday as prices continued to plummet. Listen to this. We were all born in the bear market,
0: so finally we're back home, David says, noting <laughs> Ethereum is now worth $2,400. And last time, it was $80. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I love this, man. Mm-hmm. It's a great article. Bankless in the Washington Post.
1: And to summarize it up, I, I say, obviously, no one is happy to see their portfolio shrink 40% in seven days. But it's a question of do you believe that crypto is the dominant financial platform of the future. My uh, man calling for conviction. Uh, yeah, that's Who's what i Who's convicted
0: doing. out there? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All right, all right, sorry. Next thing I'm excited about, Ryan, is uh, this is link that I just sent you in Zoom if you want to pull that up, uh, is that I finally set up my gallery uh, so you can check out all my NFT displays. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to wait for Ryan to pull this up. There we go, boom gallery.so. I recommend that you guys uh, Ooh, sign up for it. What are it's, these? it's a great way. Are these, to the dis- these are the crypto covens of which I think are fantastic. Pure straight royalty. Uh, there's also my crypto punk. This is my NFT PFP section. There's my crypto punk, my cool cat, my couple of penguins and also the Dow nice. punks out of Bankless Dow. But then nice. also, if you keep on scrolling down, those are my one of ones from Nate Moeller, who I'm super bullish on. Uh, and these are just fantastic. And then if you go down, you have my metaverse uh, plants. Uh, I love plants of all types, including metaverse plants. Uh, and so, <laughs> So I'm just excited that I got Gallery up and running. Uh, and then this is last, awesome. How hard was that? Super easy. It's super okay. easy. Just had to sign in with my my Ethereum address. I might have to do uh, this. And then the last thing I'm excited about is the Layer Zero that's coming out on Tuesday, of which I did uh, an interview with the two founders of The Boys Club. And The Boys Club is all about onboarding women into Web3. So, it's not what it sounds like. Right. What, <laughs> and it's a really <laughs> funny name, and, and they really lean into the humor behind it. So if you are a lady who is looking to find other ladies to use lady-specific language and and just, you know, onboard people that you know of that are of your vibe into web three boys club is for you check out the layer zero that's coming out on tuesday and if you are a dude who's trying to get your lady friend into crypto maybe send them to the boys club send them to the boys club yeah. that's awesome man Thank you for bearing with me through my three things, Ryan. What are you excited about?
0: Look, I, I'm excited to show you my uh, gallery.so turtle collection pretty soon because I'm going to fire oh, this baby I'm, up. <laughs> I'm, so I'll am i be excited to see it, Ryan. <laughs> you know, the, the real thing I was excited about was uh, I'm, I'm back to this uh, blockscan.com mm-hmm. chat, okay? Because this was, I think, the first time where I actually used my ETH address as an identity. Mm, like to mm-hmm. log in and interact with somebody else who also had an eth address. Mm. And there's some fun use case. This is a silly app, but there's some fun use cases from this like, you know, support emails for something, you know, you, you ship an NFT, how do you verify that the person who's owning the NFT is on the other side of a support message? This could work for that. Also like um, you know, talking to hackers, for instance. But but also if like I see an NFT in your gallery that uh, I like, maybe mm. instead of going through OpenSea, I just like I message you on this. I'm like, David, I want to buy some right. flowers. Hey, hey you dude. Need... Like point two ETH. Yeah. That. And yeah. I'm like, no, right. Two ETH. Two ETH. <laughs> I'm like, I'll give you point two ETH and two <laughs> turtles. And you're like, yes. <laughs> no, I'm like, no. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. And it just reminded me of like the AOL. instant messenger days. Mm. And um really excited to see that. Uh it was just a lot of fun too. A bunch of people reached out and said how much they, you know, love bank lists, all these messages. Um I can't wait for all the spam that's uh, going to be incoming in the future. So I'm sure, you know, uh, Etherscan will add features and make it cooler over time. But it was great. New versions of uh,
1: Nigerian Prince messages. Well, it's
0: like, (laughs) look, your ETH address is not just a bank account. It's also your digital identity. And I think this is one small application. We did say I think 2022 is going to be a breakout year for some early use cases people don't anticipate. Non-financial use
1: cases of your private keys.
0: Yep, that's it. All right, Meme of the Week time. Let's get to it. Here we go. What do we got? Lynn Alden.
1: Lynn Alden with a meme that almost got 10,000 likes on Twitter. It'll probably be uh, 10,000 likes by this time tomorrow. This is a uh, a Simpsons meme of Grandpa Simpson talking to all the kids. And Grandpa Simpson says, Back then, the whole world would stop and listen to one guy (laughs) say what he was going to do with the price of money. This is what's happening. This is why we're talking about a bear market is because everyone's talking about what is is the Federal Reserve going to make mo- the money more expensive or is yeah. it going to make the money more cheap? Uh, yeah. And everyone's super fearful that the old guys at the Federal Reserve are going to make the money more expensive. And, and uh, the thing I love about this the most is it just... To strip the way of the curtain, so the, the emperor without the ropes. This is ridiculous that we listen it's to these old silly. old people behind closed doors take talk to us about what the price of money is. Just let the money price itself is good at that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely
0: what we do. And, and the way they analyze Jerome Powell's every word and like gesture mm-hmm. and you know intonation right. is uh, is painful In, as well. It's but insane that's that we do that. insane I I, I hope we're not still doing it seven years from now (laughs) guys stay tuned right after this for your moment of zen thanks a lot thanks a lot it's not for everyone down bad like Solana, worth lost a comma. Constantly
1: refreshing TVLs on DeFi Llama. I only catch knives when I'm trying to catch a bounce from my savings on a JPEG when I really need a house. Need a tax harvest? I got Ls I could lend you.
0: Portfolio pegged to the freaking dollar menu. We are headed west. This is, this, is, this is the frontier. It's not for everyone. I'm glad you're with us on the Bankless Journey. Thanks a lot. But of course, got to remind you, none of this has been financial advice. ETH and Bitcoin are risky. DeFi is risky as well. Sometimes it's extra risky and full of drama, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the Bankless Journey. Thanks a lot.